Hello and welcome to Habemus Papam, episode 189, Nicholas IV. Dear brothers and sisters, Annuncio Vobis. Annuncio Vobis. Annuncio Vobis Gaudium Magnum. Gaudium Magnum. Gaudium Magnum. Habemus Papam. So last week's pope came from a noble family with lots of connections. Today's pope was born to an unknown family from a small town in Italy. His name was Girolamo Descoli, and he was born around 1225, and we don't know much more about his origins than that. He joined the Franciscan order as a young man, and presumably he followed the normal course of things. He probably studied theology at some point. We first really hear about him as a provincial superior of the Franciscans in the Balkan Peninsula in Eastern Europe, which is former Yugoslavia. It might have been in that capacity that in 1272, he was sent by Pope Gregory X to the Eastern Roman Emperor in Constantinople to negotiate his invitation to attend the Second Council of Lyon to help bring about the reunion of the churches. This was a delicate negotiation, so it displays a deep trust and a care for Father Girolamo. When St. Bonaventure resigned as the superior general of the Franciscans, Girolamo was elected to succeed him, and during that time he worked with the papacy, especially with Pope Nicholas III, to help regulate appropriately the Franciscan order, which for years now has been hated by the secular clergy. Nicholas III was a particular defender of the Franciscans, and while he was a cardinal, he was the cardinal protector of the Franciscans, so that relationship was pretty solid even before his election as pope. Because of his success with his work in the East, while still superior of the Franciscans, the Pope sent him on various diplomatic missions, and the most important being to try and negotiate a peace between France and Spanish Kingdom of Castile. When Nicholas III was elected Pope, and while Girolamo was still negotiating in France, he named Girolamo the Cardinal Priest of Santa Pudenciana in the consistory of March 12, 1278. In April of 1278, he was named the Cardinal Bishop of Palestrina by Pope Martin IV, and he was ordained a bishop. And it was at that time that Cardinal Girolamo met the Colonna family, whom we've already met previously and who are going to play a big role in his papacy. At the death of Pope Honorius IV, the Cardinal electors met in Rome, but they were deadlocked for some time, in in fact, for 10 months. But then six of the Cardinals, there were only 16 of them at the time, died of fever in Rome. So the rest of the college left the city. And when they finally got back together in February of 1288, they unanimously elected Cardinal Girolamo as pope. He declined the election at first, but then at the second urging on February 22nd, he accepted and took the name Pope Nicholas IV, which directly pointed towards his old friend and co-worker, Pope Nicholas III. He was the first Franciscan to be elected to the papacy. His papacy was criticized by many as being too favorable to the Colonna family, even to the point that political cartoonists of the time, if there were such a thing, sketched him as a papal head coming out of a column. He appointed several members of the Colonna family to important administrative positions around Rome and in the broader papal states, appointments which didn't always go well. And he created six new cardinals, one of whom was the new Franciscan general, and another was a Colonna. Now, the conflict in Sicily was still going on when he was elected, and Nicholas in general favored the Angevin, which is the French cause, against the Spanish even to the point that he crowned Charles II, the heir to the throne of Sicily, as king of Sicily in 1289. But again, it wouldn't end up having much success in retaking the island. However, the Angevin cause did keep its territory on mainland Italy, especially in Naples. And so though Charles II wouldn't rule the real island of Sicily, he had this second kingdom of Sicily in southern Italy that he was in charge of, 
Which is why when you fast forward in history, there is this entity called the Kingdom of the Two Sicilies, even though only one of those Sicilies is the actual Sicily. So fun fact, that's started here at this time. Pope Nicholas was fairly active in sending missionaries to the East, continuing a tradition begun under his predecessors. There seemed to have been a decent amount of contact between the church and the Mongols, to the point that some of the Mongols sent representatives to the Second Council of Lyon. And popes in the past had sent Franciscans and Dominicans east along the trade routes traversed by the famous Marco Polo to attempt missionary work in Persia and the Mongol kingdom in modern-day China. Nicholas, being a Franciscan, was involved in this work and sent some of his brothers east, one of whom set up shop in what is now Beijing and is credited with being the first bishop of Beijing in 1307. Now, there isn't that much more to add. Pope Nicholas IV died on April 4, 1292, and was buried in his favorite church, Santa Maria Maggiore. He was succeeded after a very long interregnum by St. Celestine V, and we will talk more about his very brief papacy next time. Thanks for listening to Abemus Papam. You can check out the rest of the Catholic Bites podcast at catholicbitespodcast.com or find us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thank you and God bless you.